0: It's a joy to be in the pulpit again today and as one of your newest members of Wayne Presbyterian and to share also in the Bible study that's been going on, don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Today we have the opportunity to look at the battle that goes on in our minds. But before we look at that further, I wanted to begin with a very special contemporary Psalm 23 that I have read over and over again, I used in 50 years of youth ministry, and it's something that is very dear to me. So let's prepare our hearts and just listen to a different version of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my strength, I shall not panic. He helps me relax and rest in quiet trust. He reminds me that I belong to him and restores my serenity. He leads me in my decisions and gives me calmness of mind. His presence is peace. Even though I walk through the valley of the fear of failure, I will not worry, for he will be with me. His truth, his grace, his loving kindness will stabilize me. He prepares release and renewal in the midst of my stress. He anoints my mind with wisdom. My cup overflows with fresh energy. Surely goodness and mercy will be communicated through me. For I shall walk in the strength of my Lord and dwell in his presence forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, what a joy to be here in your house and to sense your presence. We are thankful that you sit at our table and are our partner throughout life, loving us in spite of the journey we have taken or will take. Help us today to be aware that you can help us win the battle of our mind and keep us focused on you and the great plans that you have for each of us. Now, Lord, be with me as I share the thoughts and the words that you have placed on my heart. Amen. This past week, Pastor Doug and I have been talking about the impact that the study has had on both of us already in these few short weeks. In fact, Pastor Doug, as you shared last week, there was no doubt that the message placed on your heart was filled with compassion and care for others, especially our young people. That message was for you to share from the depth of your soul. Perhaps this one was meant for me. Prior to this series, believe it or not, I had begun a new tradition in my home. Since I live alone and I eat mostly by myself, I had found myself often eating on the run, eating in a chair, or sadly, eating in the car. So several weeks ago, before this started, I decided to start sitting at the table, using the time to reflect on the day, listen to some meditation music, and just using that time to focus up. Little did I realize I had no idea. I had no idea what we were going to be doing that this new habit would take on some additional meaning and purpose as time went on. Now, believe it or not, I find myself talking aloud now and addressing the Lord across from me. And that's probably a good thing. I can speak out loud, I can hear myself and kind of hear him speaking to my heart. But I have to tell you, um, it's also not so easy for me I found myself the other night talking to Jesus across, and I said to him, Lord, your chair needs to be cleaned. It's a little dirty. I have a little OCD of cleaning, as you all may know, and I thought, gee, they're going to take me away at a straitjacket if they see me talking to a chair about cleaning. But anyway, I have found that this time every day is more sacred for me, and it's a time for me to kind of regroup kind of talk to the Lord before I'm trying to fall asleep and he's trying to get bits and pieces of what I'm saying and it's just become a really important time now most of us in this room have had a best friend or have a best friend and we can share those inner thoughts those fears those concerns that come to mind but isn't it great to know that we have something even greater which is a Lord, our best friend, our forever friend, that we can sit and talk to across the table and share all that's on our hearts. I have a dear friend who recently shared with me something I never expected. They said to me, you know, Jane, every morning I get up in the morning and I go out into my living room and I sit down and there's two chairs and I sit down and I envision that I'm in the upper room, and I meditate for a half hour every morning, talking to the Lord. I visualize that he's right next to me and we have a conversation. And that whole thought resonated in me. But thought, wow, that is really something to take hold of. And, but I thought, oh, it doesn't have to be just a chair. We think about sitting at the table, but we can be with the Lord at the table, at the car, in the car, anywhere. And isn't it wonderful that we can give him all that we need to give him and that he can help us battle those negative thoughts, those fears, those things that kind of pop up when we least expect it. We are blessed to have a Lord like that. Being in ministry for 50 years, I not only have seen the challenges, that occur as the mind is battling over the years, but I've experienced them myself too many, many times. I've had some of the thoughts I want to share with you this morning, and I wonder, have you had some of these thoughts yourself? I'll never change. I'm too old. I'm set in my ways. I'll feel better if I follow my own path. At least it'll feel good for a few minutes. Is this gospel really true? Could Jonah have been really caught in the belly of a whale? Will Jesus really ever answer that prayer I've been asking him for a really long time? It's not worth it. I tried that so many times, it doesn't work. He or she walked out on me. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I'm a failure. I can never do anything right. I have an addiction. I can't stop eating. Can't stop giving up chocolate. Can't stop smoking or drinking, taking drugs or having sex. Did you know I deserve to be angry? He cut me off when I was driving. I deserve to be bitter. Why do these things always happen to me? No one believes in me and I try so hard. And friends, the list goes on and on and on all these negative thoughts come into our mind but guess what here's the truth none of those thoughts came from God none of those thoughts came from God Jesus Christ the Good Shepherd of Psalm 23 he didn't tell you you were a failure he didn't tell me I was a failure he doesn't prompt me to worry or be fearful or belittle me in any way. No, the good shepherd wants you, what does he say, to lie down on green pastures? I think he meant to go to the beach. (laughs) I think he just wrote it wrong. Sorry, but I do. Last Saturday, speaking of beaches, I was so filled, friends, with negative thoughts in my mind. I had an unexpected experience, and I was just beside myself. So I got on that long, long down coat. I took my, all my scarfs, all my hats. It was really chilly, if you recall. Not yesterday, the week before. And where do you think I went? To the beach. And I had to get rid of the enemy. The enemy was killing me. It was coming from all different angles. And all these negative seeds were dropping in my head. And I could not take the chance that those seeds would take root and would settle in my heart. And so I went down to the beach and I walked and I walked and I walked. It was just me and the birds, by the way. There was nobody else really there. But I needed that time with the Good Shepherd, and he met me there. And he started to open my heart, change my attitude, and let me know how worthy I was and how special I was. And he reminded me there that I, yes, was a sinner, but I was saved by grace, and I am in Christ, and Christ is in me, and his victory is in that. And that he's always going to be faithful. He's always going to show us a way in his time, in his place. Does that mean that we're not going to struggle? Oh, he never said that. Doesn't mean we're not going to cry. Doesn't mean we're not going to be sad. But that the Lord will walk with us and talk with us along our way. And he'll show the path. This morning I want to share a powerful Psalm Psalm 116 1 to 9 it spoke to me and it's my prayer it speaks to you today too let's read it together sometimes when we read it together we're able to take it to heart more I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy because he bends down to listen I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. So merciful this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. What a powerful psalm. Think of the gifts that the Lord gives to us in the midst of our storms or when the enemy's trying to take over our mind. He listens. He saves. He's gracious and he's right. He is full of compassion, friends. And he gives us rest and he guides us. So this morning, the question is, so friends, how do we keep the enemy from taking a seat at our table and in our minds? Second Corinthians 10, three to five says, though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Think about that. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So what does that mean? Prayer is divine power. It's the weapon we use. Prayer is divine power. We put on the full armor of God. You've heard that so often. The righteousness we have from Christ, the full gospel of the peace and the faith and the salvation, the Holy Spirit, the word of God, and prayer. Those are the weapons we have. Those are the weapons we've been given to demolish anything that sets us up against God. When you have a harmful thought that's floating in your mind, these are the weapons you're to use. What is great is that God does all the work for you. We just need to lean in into the work by prayer and decisiveness and agree with Jesus. The truth is you have to follow Christ daily, living, and you can't blame anyone else. We're good at that as humans. That person's fault. That person's fault. We can't blame anybody else for the actions and feelings we have. We have to step up and be willing to fight the battle. Is it easy? Heck no. You'll all say that. I'll say that too. But we got to continue to fight the same way each and every day. One night this past week, I could not sleep or find any rest. Anybody ever have that? You can't find rest? You toss, you turn, you put on the TV, you read a book, you try everything possible, right? And it doesn't work. So, sorry, Lord, it was the last resort, but I got on my knees. got down by my bed, and I got down on my knees. And I just laid everything at the foot of the cross. Everything. Yeah, there was tears. There was a lot of stuff going on there. But I laid it all with Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, prayer is divine power. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I got up and went to bed, the problems weren't all solved. I just kind of left them with Jesus. But I did sleep well. I did find rest, and I did find, of course, I put the ocean sound on the background, too, but I'm telling you, I found that rest I could not find for a really long time. So we've been studying this book that Louis uh, Giclielo shares several other important factors that identify deceptive thoughts in our mind, and so... They may sound basic to you this morning, but there are actually three ways or four very quickly that you can handle when you have those negative feelings in your mind and how to combat them, of course, with the Lord by your side. So for a minute, what I want you to do, forget you have to go grocery shopping or anything else later, whatever it is. For a minute, I want you to think about a negative thought you're having or have been having in your life the last few days or even this morning. Think about something that's just kind of been gnawing at you or negative. And I'm going to suggest that you kind of follow this kind of course in looking at that for just a moment. The first thing that they say you must do if you have a negative thought is you must identify the thought for what it is. And most of the time, it's a lie, it's a harmful lie. You're not feeling good enough, somebody doesn't love me, all these different things come into mind, right? Usually it's a harmful lie. And sometimes you get these feelings like, well, it will feel better if I do it this way, it's okay if I overeat, just these little things. It's okay that I have lust for somebody else. It's okay if I lash out in rage. Think about the weak points that you have right now in your life. Are you making excuses for them? I deserve this. I wanna feel better even for just a little while. I need a quick fix. So I'm not gonna dwell on it, I'm just gonna go do it. I can eat those extra calories. They deserved my anger. I deserve fun. All these things come, and you find all these negatives are coming into your mind, and they're becoming harmful, and the enemy is sitting at your table. So you need to identify what they are in order to be able to even handle them, right? You need to say what they are. And then you need to shout, no. I do that sometimes. Of course, they're still going to take me away, but I... No, I'm not going to let the devil sit and tell me that. Once you've identified what the thing is on your mind that's giving you the negative, okay, then you need to ask the question, did that, did that come from God? Did that come from the way I believe in the Bible? Did it come from the good shepherd? If it didn't come from God, guess where it came from? The enemy who wants to sit at your table who wants to get into your mind and destroy you, wants to sever that relationship with you and Jesus Christ. So the first thing, if you've got a negative that's hanging out, identify it. Realize it's probably harmful and a sin. I love the second thing you need to do is you need to bind that thought in Jesus' name. Remember what 2 Corinthians said? Take captive every thought to make it obedient to God. Take captive. It says you should arrest the thought, seize the thought, and put it into custody. I love that. Take it captive so it won't hurt you or somebody else. This may sound a little difficult or somewhat crazy to take your thoughts and put them kind of in a box and make them captive. That's kind of how I look at it. Um, But that's kind of what it means to give it back to God and get rid of it. When you look at your thoughts, ask yourself, do they line up with the righteous character of God or what is stated in Scripture? If they don't, pray to the Lord and ask him to take the thought that harms you. Do you remember Jesus surrendered his own struggles at the cross? Do you remember that? Do you remember that he actually was struggling, too, with the enemy. What did he say at the cross? was, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. So don't think Jesus doesn't understand us. He came in human form and experienced something just like we do all the time. So when we have our thoughts, what do we do? Those negative thoughts, we identify them, then we take them captive, right, in Jesus' name. Now, here's the third thing we have to do. we got to change your story, change our story with Scripture. How many of you learned to memorize Scripture over the years? Okay? It comes into play now, even more so as we get older. And even younger, when you have a Scripture in your heart, You can battle anything, anything. So often, people share that they don't have time to memorize scripture. I love that. We have time for the television shows. We got time to go on the podcasts. We got time to create all these great, great business proposals. We go out to dinner. We have fun. But we don't have time to memorize scripture. Now, I have come to a conclusion as I got older in life that we have time for anything or anybody that it's important to us, anything or anybody. You might have to sacrifice something else, but there's always time for what's best. There's always time for the person that's close to you or needs you. There's always time. You just have to decide what's more important. Take a sticky note. This is the best thing. My whole house is filled with sticky notes. The Cummings girls were at my house the other day. They'll tell you. I have a prayer mirror. It goes people's names all over. It's where I do my hair. I'm going to be there every day. So I pray for everybody as I'm doing my hair and I put them on my heart for the day, those that are going through difficulty. But you take a sticky note with a verse for just one a week. I'm not asking you to do one a day. And don't take the real long ones, friends. Take the short ones that are really going to stay close to your heart. Stick sticky notes where you're going to go. Where are you going to go? Bathroom mirror? Oh, you'll be there. Going to go to the refrigerator? You'll be there. Going to go to the coffee machine? or you know, you'll be there, right? You going to the car steering wheel? You'll be there. Going into your wallet? You'll be there. Put them out like that. And every time you're in one of those places, you read it again. Guess what? You don't have to take time to memorize. If you read it 100 times in a week, guess what happens? It becomes part of your heart. And when you have that, that is what you take with you to go into the world every day. And it will come like that to you when you're in one of the midst of one of those harmful mindsets. Now I'm an old timer, and I don't memorize much anymore. In fact, today I was so proud of myself. As you were walking in, I know about half of your names now. I know you know mine, but that's not easy, you know. I've got to learn all of you. But I'm like, oh, look who's coming in. George is coming in. Oh, I, you know, I am learning names. So if you, I ask you for your name again, it's just because I'm older. But I need to tell you, but I do know 400 hymns. I know 400 hymns. I was raised in the church from wee Little. I've been singing since I was four years old. I know hymns. So guess what I do all the time? I hum a hymn. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. I serve a risen Savior. They're all from Scripture, friends. They're all from Scripture. And I figured if someday they ever put me in jail, I'll just sing. I'll just sing. But you've got to memorize scripture. That will hold you. That will turn those, those thoughts around. That will get the devil out of your memory and, and try to take hold of you. And you'll be able to go forward. So we're almost done now. So let's look at it one more time. We have to identify the harmful thoughts that are in our minds we got to look at how we can make them captive in Jesus' name, put them in a box. We've got to memorize hymns, songs, oh, the Christian songs now, and take them with us wherever we go. Sounds good, doesn't it? But guess what? We're human. Did I forget to tell you that? We still get tempted. We still get tempted to our former way of life with fantasy, With what can happen if we do this just watch tv look what we can have look what we can have right i'm a hallmark queen i'm still looking for romantic love (laughs) what am i thinking at this age remember how the children of israel were released from bondage in egypt but things got difficult in the wilderness so they wanted to return to egypt when things got tough That's how the human mind works. It looks back and says, oh, it wasn't so bad over there. I can fix that. I can make that work. I can live with that. And guess what? The enemy starts to tempt us. He always tries to sit at our table. And there's no way to stop it indefinitely without that consistent effort and the help of Jesus funny how when you look back at your experiences of life you only see the good and somehow that's how the enemy then looks and says oh I can get in there I can get in there and show them. As we close but Philippians 4.8 offers a different route for us it doesn't give us step by step guidelines it gives us more of a compass It doesn't tell us what to think, but it offers us categories to think about. Instead of playing the defense with the harmful thoughts, let's take deliberately action to place those thoughts in a positive way. Pastor Doug didn't know that this is my scripture. This is my favorite scripture. This is what I tend to live with. This is what I believe in, and it works. It does. It can change you in a minute. And the scripture is, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about such things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I asked Rose to put it in your bulletin today. It's your first scripture to memorize. It's your first scripture to memorize. It's the one that's going to help you when you're feeling that the enemy's trying to take over your mind, take over your life. And I want you to know that you can dwell on all that is good, all that is true, honorable, and it will make. A little difference in your life and it will switch around the devil I read a book a couple weeks ago probably about a month and a half and it was called practice the pause and I've talked about this when you're in the midst of something that's really coming at you the enemy is coming at you pause friends pause right there lift up whatever it is to God Take a couple deep breaths. Think of something and dwell on something that's positive, something that's good. And I'm telling you, it will change your attitude. Oh, you still may have the problem lingering behind, trying to get in, but I'm telling you, it can change that moment and eventually change your life. And I promise you, as you change your mindset to positive, and reflect dwelling on all that it says in Scripture. Your life may not be easy, but thank God, thank God, we can dwell on the good shepherd and what is good. Amen. I wanted to close today different than I've, I always do. And so I have something I sing very often to give me peace. And I use it as a prayer. I've used it everywhere. I've carried it with me for many, many years. And so this morning what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes and as you pray, give things to God. Give these negative thoughts to God. Know that he has your back and he wants to take them from you and he wants you to be able to praise him And not look at the enemy so close your eyes as I close in song
1: because the Lord is my shepherd I have everything that I need he lets me rest in meadows green and leads me beside the quiet stream he keeps on giving life to me and helps me to do what honors him the most. Even when walking through the dark valley of death, valley of death, I will never. me guarding guiding all the way he spreads a feast before me in the presence of my enemies he welcomes me as his special guest with blessings overflowing His goodness and unfailing kindness shall be with me all of my life, and afterwards I shall live with him forever.